0: This is New Classical Tracks from American Public Media. If you're enjoying this podcast, the best thing that you can do for this show is to tell somebody else about it. And help spread the word, too. Take a moment to rate and review us on your podcasting app. Sheikukane Mason recently released a new solo recording. It's simply titled Song. And it's filled with some very beautiful songs. Folk songs, songs from his childhood... Songs that are inspired by jazz and some incredible singers. But also, he celebrates the singing quality of his instrument. And he expresses his artistic freedom as an arranger, improviser, and also as a composer.
1: When the part you
0: song with Sheikou Kane-Mason. That's what we'll hear about this week on new classical tracks from American Public Media. I'm Julia Macher.
1: Even though your soul is tumbling down I promise you that soon you will be back on your feet Cause baby I've been rocking in the same boat for the longest time
0: Well, I'm really excited to talk with you, Sheku. Let's talk about your latest solo recording. It's simply titled Song. Why is this the title of the recording?
2: Yeah, it it was, um, in a way, difficult to come up with a title that summarized such a range of of, um, music. But song really speaks to the the vocal quality um, that I find in all of the pieces of music that I selected and that I find in my instrument. Um, I think the cello has such a wonderful ability to sing. And, and in all of these different styles and combinations of, of instruments, um, in arranging, in, in improvising, um, I think that sort of core um, singing quality of the cello is something that I enjoy exploring. and um, So I enjoyed making this album quite, quite particularly. It's very personal to me.
0: It gives us a glimpse into you as a performer, but also as a composer and as an arranger. What got you interested in doing that in composing and arranging?
2: It's something really that I've done from the from the beginning alongside my playing. Um, well, when I was a child, particularly with my siblings, we'd arrange lots of things for for, for us to play, we'd write lots of music on, on Sibelius on our laptop. Um back then, we'd write lots of like string quartets and and things, um, just for fun, just for ourselves. And that's really where my composition arranging just comes for wanting to play <laughs> yeah. You know, certain music, wanted to write music for myself and and improvising as well has always been a big part of that. And so yeah, it's nice to have all of those elements together on one. Um, on one disc, um, but for me, yeah, it's not a new a new thing necessarily.
0: It's interesting because I know that improvisation can be challenging for classical artists in particular who are used to the notes on the page and interpreting what the composer intended. Mm-hmm. How do you approach improvisation in a piece that's already been
2: written? I think it is um, potentially uh, tricky for, for for a lot of classical musicians because it's not part of the training. Often um and which I think is a shame because I think the relationship to improvisation um, that I have I feel gives me a lot of um, freedom and a, a, a very free uh, relationship with the instrument um I think I think with improvisation you have to connect what you feel inside what you think and what you hear and what physically comes out on the instrument as well and so connecting all of those things at once is is a really um, I think a very, very useful skill in, in any music, music making. And um, so it's something that I try to always challenge myself to do as much as possible.
0: Your recording opens up with your arrangement. For solo cello of a very traditional piece Star of the County Down can you talk a little bit about this arrangement and how you made it your own
2: Yeah this is um the Star of County Down is an, an Irish melody incredibly um simple and short and, and 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 but but there's something very very direct I think I find about these folk melodies um, because yeah they are very direct in what they want to to say there's there's um and then in the way that you have to play them as well, I think has to be very yeah, they work very, very well in a in a quite a simple um using the resonance of the of the instrument and the natural sort of um sounds that it can make, which is a really, really enjoyable way of playing. I made this arrangement just for solo cello with just playing the solo melody line with no harmony. Um because yeah, because I wanted to just appreciate the bare bones of this. Of this melody and play like that.
0: Why was this the right way to start your new recording?
2: I think um, because there is so much music on this on this recording, and so much use of the cello in different ways. I wanted to start with something very pure and just the sound of um, a solo line on the cello um, and then you know the voice of the cello develops throughout the, the disc and, and actually at the end it ends with a piece um, of just solo cello but pizzicato and um, so kind of coming back I mean very very different style but coming back to that stripped down um, sort of yeah minimal use of the instrument in a way.
0: You spent a lot of time with your grandmother in Wales growing up, and you honor her with your own arrangement of her favorite Welsh song. And this is interesting to me because when I heard this song, I thought, oh, that sounds really familiar to me, but I never really knew the name of it. Tell me the name of the piece and a little bit more about um, why it's so important to you.
2: Mm, yeah, I mean the title is Mavanui um, and it's an incredibly beautiful um, song that I grew up listening to a lot. My hearing, you know, hearing my mum and and grandma, um, particularly singing singing it and and playing us recordings. we, we as, as as children go to a lot of concerts of um, male voice choirs in Wales, and I think this song would probably be in every single um, concert of of theirs because it's such a such a popular song in Wales and means so much to a lot of Welsh people Um, and so, yeah, I I feel I have a very, very strong connection to this melody and um, I love the expressiveness of some of those falling intervals um, and rising intervals.
0: With yourself, basically, right? Uh,
2: yes, yes. I recorded three voices of just me. Um, like, it's actually harder than I thought it would be because normally when I'm playing with other people, I'm in the room and I can sort of physically feel what they are they are doing. Um, but when it's coming through a headphone and you're playing with it, it's slightly different experience. But yeah, it was it was a cool way to do it.
0: Lullaby for Camilla is a piece that you play with a guest pianist, Harry Baker. Tell me about the pianist and also about the piece. Who's Camilla? Uh,
2: yeah, um, Harry Baker is a uh, pianist. We've played together since we were maybe 15 or 16 years old. We both studied at the Junior Royal Academy of Music, played together in um, uh, various chamber music groups um, of classical music. And then he went off to university, I went off to conservatoire, and then we both did um, our master's at the Royal Academy of Music. And he was on the jazz course, and I was on the classical course. Um, but both of us sort of had our interests beyond what our course demanded of us, I guess. And so we met up, and and, and um, I had some lessons with his jazz, with the jazz department. We had some lessons with the classical. I mean, not that they're, like, too... They shouldn't be such such faraway worlds, but um, that wasn't such uh, a done thing, I guess. And um, but yeah, we spent a lot of time improvising over tunes that we both liked, and this lullaby for Camilla, which is a tune by Nigel Kennedy and the Croquet Plasma Band. They have an album together, and this is one of our favourite tunes from there. and poetic and there's something really uh, almost meditative about the melody, I think, um, and leaves a lot of scope um, to explore in an improvised way, both you know harmonically, melodically, um, with the rhythms as well, being in seven, it has this sort of um, ongoing yet yeah, unstable uh, sort of dance like feel which I, I, I really, really love. Um, it's a very yeah very special tune.
0: Your sister Isata joins you on a couple of tracks. What are those two pieces, and, and how did you decide what pieces she would be joining you on?
2: Yeah, it's really nice. I always enjoy playing with my sister Isata um, as a pianist. Um, we recorded together um, some variations by Beethoven on a, a theme by Mozart from uh, his magic flute. that we've performed a lot together um, and you know with the title song of course having a an operatic aria but then beethoven sort of play on that and the way he twists it and makes fun with it and and, and all these different things is it's really really characterful Piece that, yeah, we enjoy playing. And then we also recorded two uh, Mendelson songs, Without Words. I think Mendelssohn is such a great melody writer and such a great bassline writer as well. has the luxury of playing those bass lines on the, on the piano, and I have the luxury of playing the melodies, so we're, we're both happy.
0: <laughs> there are a couple of pieces arranged for multiple cellos, and it seems like five is kind of a lucky number for you, at least for your first arrangement of Bach. Can you talk about the piece and why five cellos?
2: Yeah, I really enjoyed making this because um, it's, it's the piece comes through death is in a book of sacred songs um, that he has um, and it's just with melody and bass and then the figured bass and so I sort of did it as a in the lockdown I wanted to get better at harmony or whatever um, so I just sort of did it as a as an exercise and just you know you know filling in the, the harmony and getting to know harmony that way and thought that yeah once I'd, I'd done that it would work really really nicely for uh, an ensemble of cellos I mean, I think because the the sound and the resonance of a cello ensemble is something very 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 special.
0: Is there a quintet joining you? Are you on all the parts like you were on the other piece? No.
2: So on that one, I, I, I got—I um, was less lonely, and I got four friends um, to, to play with me um, for that. So that was really, really nice. For well, that and the Villa Lobos and the other um, Bach, which is for four cellos, I had um, my current teacher, um, one of my previous teachers, and um, some other um, friends, a couple who have who have mentored me. Um, quite a lot over the years as well. And so it was a really nice atmosphere, a nice group of people to record with, for sure.
0: That's awesome. Bringing that all full circle. That's great. Because I think you had some of those same people on your previous recording too if I'm not mistaken
2: yes yes definitely yeah
0: a River is arranged here for cello and piano and this is a song that's most famously been recorded by Ella Fitzgerald and I know that jazz is kind of you know and has a there's an underlying of jazz in a lot of what you're doing. Can you talk a little bit about this arrangement why you decided to include this piece?
2: Yeah, it's it's a really um, great song. I have to, I have, to I have to say and, and so it's really nice to make an arrangement of that again with with Harry um, Baker, and this is one of the first tunes I think that we arranged together. And I remember having a lesson with one of his his teachers at the Royal Academy um on this on this piece. Talking about the different sort of inflections in the in the melody and and, and how to how to think about the the, the harmony and harmonizing it. Um, yeah, that lesson really really stuck with me. But yeah, it's great to read this arrangement of a tune that I think a lot of people Um, We'll know, but maybe have not heard in this this way and in this combination, I would
0: say. There's another world premiere on this recording, a brand-new work commissioned by the Royal Academy of Music where you studied, and it was written by British composer Edmund Finnis, and he wrote five preludes especially for you, and each one is said to capture the essence of you in these five preludes.
2: Yeah, I'm so grateful um, to Ed for writing these pieces because I think it's really very, very sensitive music and sort of very sensitive to what to what I like to explore um, in the cello in terms of the subtlety of sound and the different sort of fluid um, and free inflections and and sort of subtle changes of harmony that create um, sort of a different view of, of, of what's going on in the in the picture and I think he really really captures that so well he plays the cello at Ed, Edmund actually and that was his his history and I think he has Definitely a great understanding of of the instrument not just how it works but also how sort of an imagination of what can um, be created with this instrument and i think there are pieces that will um come to stay in the sense that they're very programmable um, and and sort of worth learning as a uh, as a cellist so i'm sure um yeah there'll be other people coming to play this piece as well which will be great
0: so, how did he capture the essence of you? Is there one prelude you can kind of describe a little bit where you really feel like, "Oh, wow, that's really me"? And and how he was able to do that?
2: It'd be hard to pick a favorite, but I I love the first um, prelude. There's a really, a really like conversational and intimate feeling about it. And I think why the music speaks to me and why I feel that I'm able to um, speak with it is it's music that doesn't shout out to grab your attention. It rather it it, it, it draws you into this intimate conversation and this um, sort of um, these very very detailed and sensitive phrases. And I think that that subtlety and intimacy is something that I really really enjoy exploring in performance. I would say.
0: say that that is a really good way to describe this entire recording that it's kind of an intimate conversation
2: yes definitely that's uh, yeah a side of a side of music making that i think really really speaks um to me i did actually a live performance of the whole album last weekend in concert and it was in this this venue which is um uh, well slightly alternative um space and and it really I found that all of the music really really captured this created this intimate almost like living room atmosphere where everyone was really yeah able to, 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 to really zoom into all of the detail that was happening and be a feel part of of, of of music being created um there and then that's that's a way of performing that I really think works so well.
0: There's a song on this recording that was first performed in a 1930 film, The Blue Angel. And Marlena Dietrich made this kind of a famous signature song for herself. It's called Falling in Love Again. How did you fall in love with that piece?
2: I I love um, this style of song where the the harmony in the and the intervals are so so rich and smooth and and, 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 and sweet yeah i love playing. And yeah, I think it's a great arrangement that Simon um, Parkin, who's a good friend of mine, um, made for two cellos, um, where it really gives us the, the chance to really have um, fun with it. And uh, yeah, it's very, very, very um, enjoyable to play in that way.
0: There is a new original song on your recording called Same Boat.
1: When the hopeful hum so quiet.
2: How did this piece come to be?
1: And the sorrow sings so loud.
2: I wrote this song with a good friend of mine, Zach Abel, who sings on the track.
1: When a single drop of something good
2: <laughs> is nowhere to be found. Yeah, we just became friends maybe a few a few years ago, talked a lot about music and jammed a lot together. And writing this song sort of came out out of that sort of informal relationship and we, and we um, wrote it at my flat, just in my in my living room and sort of liked it and said, let's, you know, record this properly. Even
1: though your soul is down I promise you Back on your feet.
2: I think he has a very, very Baby, soulful voice. Um, very special voice, and I wanted to in recording that really capture that that quality.
1: Trying to turn these clouds into a rainbow
0: is fine. Why is it called same boat?
2: Um, I think there's something um well we wanted to write a song that provides hope and and comfort essentially and I think often encouraging people to, to, to reach out to those around them and, and you know there's a chance that people are going through a same or similar experience and there's, and there's a lot of comfort in in that and, and building a sort of um, support.
1: Cause baby I've been rocking in the same boat for the longest time Trying to turn these clouds into a rainbow Hoping
0: You include one movement from Messiaen's Quartet for the End of Time. What is it about this work that you find captivating?
2: I think the whole piece is an incredibly special piece of music. Um, Very, very, very powerful. And this movement in particular is a moment where I feel like time really, really does stop. And and even, even in order to play it, you have to almost slow down your your heart rate and and really sort of like, switch on maximum concentration. And there's something very, very powerful about having to be so present in that moment and for time to, or everything around you to really, really stand still. Um, And I think it has some of the most amazing harmony that I've ever uh, experienced.
0: You feature your own take on Aretha Franklin's "I Say a Little Prayer" for solo pizzicato cello, um, and I think—don't you close out the recording with this as well?
2: Yes, yeah, that's the final, final track. So um,
0: why why was this the right way to to end your recording?
2: Well, it's, I think it's 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 nice to end again with as I started with solo cello, um, with pizzicato. I mean, I spent a lot of time, or certainly as a child, spent a lot of time instead of practicing, just messing about. With Pizzicato and playing playing tunes, and so it's it's, it's something that I've done uh, for a long a long time. But I've played this particular sort of arrangement as as an encore many times after a concerto or something like that. And there's something um, sort of encore-like about this on, on, on the on the disc in the sense that it's sort of like a a casual sort of quiet goodbye at the end of the at the end of the disc.
0: latest solo release from cellist Sheku Kane Mason. It's called Song. Thanks to Valerie Kaler, our producer for new classical tracks from American Public Media. I'm Julia